this is Valerie Aiello, and you're listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back to my office and hanging out. Alright, so today I was going to talk a little bit about a podcast clock and podcast organization. For some reason, I'm trying to work with my sound, and yesterday's show sounded a little weird, so I put some background music to it, which might make it even more weird, but it was just too weird. And I feel like I was talking very slow yesterday, so I'm going to like pick up the pace. I have very bad allergies, and it makes me very sluggish, and the medicine makes me sluggish, and everything about it is just slow. I wanted to discuss a podcast clock, which is something that I guess regular radio shows do. I think that if you're interested in producing a show and doing a, a podcast or a YouTube channel, kind of maybe looking over some like RTF 101 classes, not spending the money obviously, but finding uh, what, what people actually learn in those really basic classes, even if it's vintage material to learn, I think the overall aspect of what classic things still work today, even with new technology and all that stuff, I think it's beneficial. So I myself am going to start trying to find some good radio, television, film tips and tricks, and I'll report back to you guys for sure. One of the things that I noticed was they had a show clock. I've got this uh, kind of organizational spread that I've made, and I'll have this available for download in my worksheets on my Gumroad page, but that'll be coming soon. So a podcast clock is something that you might have organized your intro, maybe putting in an ad, than having a certain show segment like the monologue on a Tonight Show or something like that. Maybe having an ad for merch for what you might be selling as far as show merch. Then maybe having like an interview, then another show segment. And then at the end, kind of closing it all up with where people can find the show and what your next episode is going to be about. I kind of like the idea of kind of planning out the whole show, kind of a layout, a format beforehand. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like 10 minutes here, or 5 minutes here, 20 minutes here. I guess it does if you have super strict rules and you're a professional at a next level where commercials have to go in at certain times. But overall, just having that kind of professional show format that you know is going to happen, I think that's going to help me get the show a little bit more organized when I start trying hard, you know. I'm still, I'm trying hard. I'm just, there's only so much I can do and I'm only going to be as good as I am. I just, the only way to get better is to keep showing up and doing a show. One of the things I'm definitely going to be working on is really writing a good show description. So I'm calling Idea Diary a business lifestyle podcast, which I'm just kind of sharing what I'm learning every day. I'm not so much a morning person, so I'm kind of experiencing the day and then I'm filming my show at night and then trying to publish before midnight and then experiencing the next day, filming at the end of the day. Just trying to keep keep my dates 
as consistent as I can. But I'm I'm a night I'm a night owl. So having that coast to coast midnight posting, I think is what really works for me and my and my personal schedule. You know, it's just how I am. I know a lot of people want to get things done first thing in the morning, but I kind of like to have long mornings and to organize my thoughts and listen to my records and have my coffee and do all my things. I definitely love my mornings, but it's not a get up and go and start shoving myself out into the world. It's more of a hypnagogic state. Let's get some notes down for what I want to accomplish that day. The point is, I'm filming an end of day show, trying to get it uploaded the best I can before midnight. Other than being kind of a business diary, I'm not totally sure on what the show is. I guess my overall goal is to have a show description, and I'm going to be writing a show trailer script. So I'm, I guess I would say an advertisement for the show, something that if I wanted to pay for a Spotify ad, you know, something fun, something that might attract listeners to come and check out the show, I'm going to be working on a show trailer script, which I'll do myself. And this show structure, I am going to start to worry about that, but I'm not going to kill myself over it. But I'm definitely going to like build the show structure as, as well as I can with an intro, an outro. And since my shows are kind of a surprise to me, I think I, I'm not going to kind of promote the next episode. But at least kind of getting my the end of the show organized and worked out. Because even though the... This show is on YouTube, and it's also on iTunes and Spotify. I don't really want to, say, subscribe to my channel. I want to keep it, I want to keep each episode kind of platform-friendly free. Is that the right way to say it? Just platform-friendly to where whatever I'm saying, and I guess, what do they call it, a call to action. I I don't want my call to actions to be confusing for any platform. I just kind of want an overall call to action that kind of works for everything, which one of my problem points right now that I'm trying to figure out is where do I want people to come and leave me a message and privately or comment wise publicly. I just, it's, it feels very scattered to have YouTube comments and show reviews and Twitters and Instagrams and Facebooks and LinkedIn and on and on and on. It's just everything scattered. I'm trying to have one place where people can come and then they can maybe pick their favorite uh, platform that they want to communicate on and then go from there. Maybe have a contact form. Uh, what I'll probably do is is make. Uh, ValerieAello.com kind of a connect with me directory page and just kind of figure that out. Maybe a little bio, maybe a, a PR photo that's downloadable of some kind. I don't know. That's These are just kind of random thoughts, but I'm working on that. The next thing that I want to kind of focus on is revenue streams. Obviously, I do not have ads yet. I don't have any stats and statistics. Probably for any advertiser to make it worth paying me to do any ads, but I do want to do 
ads at some point. So I do have show merch that I have made and it's available for sale on Amazon. I don't really have the confidence to push it yet because it's really embarrassing to kind of try to sell your own thing. I know sales, I've never been scared of doing sales. I don't feel creepy. I would never sell anything that I didn't think was cute and valuable in some way. So sales isn't, it isn't creepy at all to me. However, selling, having, doing a podcast and not being good at it, then adding, selling something on top of that is, that is very nerve wracking and feels very weird, but I feel like I have to start somewhere. So I'm going to embarrass myself and report back to y'all to let you know how it feels, if it's not so bad, if it it's actually fun, if people actually buy the thing. Anyways, I, I did I did make something over December break that I think it's coming soon. I I don't know if I should make a commercial and kind of insert it in. I think if I make a commercial for products, I'm gonna pay my uh, actor friend Laura to be my voiceover actress because I don't want my voice selling something and then my voice is the show. It's like too much me, me, me. I think I'm going to make my show merch. I'm going to try to make a, a real solid commercial that might work on anybody's show and then I'm going to insert it in and you guys can tell me if it's good, bad, embarrassing, whatever it is, but that's coming soon. I did add my listener supported revenue stream option. I don't know if anyone's going to do that. I do donate to different streamers or different shows. If I really learn something from them and or I'm just kind of like dazzled by whatever they're doing, if they have a PayPal available, I will send over a dollar or five dollars just for fun because it, I don't know, it makes me feel good and included and it's just kind of like a a tip jar, you know, if you were at a concert and you might throw a dollar or five bucks or 20 bucks into the band's tip jar just because you're having so much fun and the band was free, you know, I just feel like it, that's not a bad thing to have as far as I know that I enjoy it when other people have a donation option. So mine is the a Buy Me Coffee digital donation which is on my Gumroad page that's as far as I've gotten with the listener supported revenue option for the show if it's fun it's fun if it's not it's not but it's there I feel like everyone should kind of have that just in case so when it comes to affiliate marketing for shows and I guess influencers and all that stuff there are different YouTube channels that talk about their affiliate marketing using their Amazon affiliate marketing link and how much money they make. And me personally, I I think that's a little bit more organized than I want to be at this moment. So unless there was like a specific company that say Vitamix that I'm just like, I love Vitamix and I have a Vitamix and I have a cooking show and my Vitamix is in all my shows. I definitely see it's a great idea to have that affiliate link to Vitamix because somebody might be influenced by you to buy Vitamix. And that's like a 
an $800 blender. So whatever it is that Vitamix has set up with their affiliate marketers, I think it's probably worth it. You know, maybe get a hundred bucks or something like that. If you're a huge YouTuber or whatever it is, I feel like if there's like a big ticket item that is a affiliate marketing thing, that would definitely be worth it if it makes sense for you. But as far as the small pennies here, pennies there, Amazon way of doing affiliate marketing, and there's other websites like that. For me, I'm not going to worry about that. That's taking it over the top. It's being too, that's too much for at least my stage of the game. So when it comes to podcast and show SEO, I'm not really worried about searchable titles. I've had some things go mini viral based on I've, I've named my show something and that happens to be something that people are searching for and I had no idea. When I'm talking about stuff, I'm trying to add that in the title the best that I can, but I'm not doing it to kind of attract people. I'm just doing it as it kind of makes sense to describe what I'm talking about in the show and some of the things that I'm talking about are, I guess, I don't know, relevant to to people that are on my same wavelength, that are doing the same things as me. So I feel like I'm not worried about SEO. I'm not trying to attract people necessarily with whatever my show is about. I'm just trying to have a good conversation and practice talking and trying to bring something valuable for the day. Now, when it comes to PR and stuff, obviously I'm not there yet at all. I, I feel like that I do have some confidence that I I do want to start adding in interviews into the show, maybe having some conversations with other people. I'm not quite sure yet how I want to do that, if I want to record a Zoom conversation and then edit that together, or if I want to, I don't know, the technology part of doing an online interview. I don't really want to do in-person interviews yet. I don't want to deal with the microphones and the setting up and the all the things that comes with that. And I feel like if I could just lock down my technology to do online interviews, it's going to be bigger, better, faster. I definitely am ready for the collaboration part of a podcast and a show. I just, you know, slowly getting into the year, but I feel like between now and I guess July will be my year of having a show. There'll definitely be some interviews, some conversations with other people. And so, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was show marketing. I am toying with the idea of putting the show up on other platforms, like um, some alt tech stuff and just all these new companies that don't have very many users yet. I feel like there could be an opportunity there to be discovered because there's a lot less content not that YouTube's oversaturated. I think it's just, it's a lot. And then, I don't know, I feel like smaller platforms, if the show's already edited and it's already done, all I have to do is upload it to another thing. I don't know if it's going to add too much work or maybe I can upload to other platforms once a week, kind of all the old episodes, see if that kind of brings people back around to my main platforms that I want to focus on. I don't know, but the the marketing arm, as far as where the show can be found, I'm thinking about that and trying to figure out if I want to upload to different platforms. 
I do not want to put the entire show up on LinkedIn, but I'm kind of toying with the idea. Maybe it's good to to do a short little, I don't know, like a five minute, two minute kind of intro to the show and put it up on link my LinkedIn profile where you can upload videos because it's there. It's it, it's just not many people use it yet. I feel like it could be something good. I just, with LinkedIn, for some reason, people don't, real people at least, don't use it very much for marketing their own brand. I don't know why, because it seems like a really good idea, but I, there's some weird vibes when it comes to what's cool and what's not cool on LinkedIn. Anyways, my camera's dying, so I think I have to go. I think that's the show for today. I thank you so much for listening and coming to hang out with me. And I still don't know how to end the show, so I'm just going to play the music. <laughs>